Hey, everybody, it's Kev Hempel here with the Digital Legacy Podcast, and thank you so much for listening to episode one with Roxanne and Kevin, uh, just chatting about tangents of 2018 entering into 2019. And so, as usual in the uh, Digital Legacy style, Roxanne and I ended up speaking for about three and a half hours uh, while recording this, and so we have an episode two that will be released within the next couple days. And so uh, we really appreciate you listening and definitely check back in uh, before the end of the week, and we will have episode two out in action. And everybody be safe, happy New Year's Eve, and let's make it a great 2019. In the oven, threw on some clothes, <laughs> put some flip-flops on, because my, my thing was, okay, uh, I have to go because there's kids, you know, waiting. And so um, it was just Dennis's kid, so it was fine. He was like, I'll cover until you get here, but the families might be scared. <laughs> and it was a total, you know, it was a situation that happened with a staff person, and she showed up, but um, it was, I mean, it was a family situation and stuff, so it wasn't like she was out partying or something, you know, and do you really think forget. hiring an assistant would help us? Mm. Or having somebody intern? Maybe. I think we'd have a pretty good delegation operations to be able to like get some other stuff done. Yeah. Never thought about it. Yeah, even if we tried it for like three the first three months of two thousand nineteen. It would basically What's be What's going on with you? You need an assistant. I, there are like seven people in my life that are like helping me with this next level. Okay. Yeah. What's but I still need like somebody that's like the personal assistant, like business assistant that could actually help with everything, like mm -hmm. including personal calendar, mm -hmm. business calendars, mm -hmm. full time job calendars, you know, food tour calendars, like all of it. What's going on with that? So, um, we're offering new new services in January, so we're going to have a... Um, Does Jenny help you with that? No. Is it just you? Mm hmm Okay, so you are... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but And the other people, the, the seven other people that, that I work with okay. and kind of are involved in certain ways. They're not personal employees of mine, but they're just people that... I do things for them. They do things for me. There's certain, you know, bars like systems that we've created. Yeah. We trade some stuff out. Um, some of them I've actually hired to do projects and certain things. Um... But we are launching some new services under kevinhempel.com. Hmm. So um, seven years ago or so, I started a website called kevinhempel.com, and it's just exactly my name. And I originally put it up there as an idea that said, I'm going to buy this domain, and I'm going to put the thing out there for when people look for me on Google. They could find like some of my values or quotes or you know just who I am as a person basically piggybacking off of the idea of no longer having a resume. Right. Like I just wanted for, I wanted to be able to tell people when they said, where can I find you? And I said, well, business cards are dead. So just go to Google and type in kevinample.com and Google me. And so I did that and that actually worked really mm -hmm. well. And I had like videos and some other stuff and it got stale though. Yeah. So I decided this year to, after I stopped drinking, I decided to offer some new services through kevinhempel.com. Oh. So we're doing um, content camps. Um, we're doing some personal and business deep dives um, services mm -hmm. where um, content camps are basically, if you want to get together for social media stuff, we can talk about that. that. Um, the uh, deep dives are personal deep dives where essentially I 
am just somebody that hangs with you and we kind of get together for about a week and um, you might have a personal growth process you're going through and I message you a couple times a day. We chat on the phone a couple hours a week and we just really deep dive into what we can do to get your mindset to change mm -hmm. in the different stories that you tell yourselves. And then in the business aspects wise, um, the deep dive of that realm is really taking a view at your team leadership mm -hmm. and really discovering um, what you may be missing for your company and what may need you know may need to happen for where you're at on your on your business growth. Um, some other services services we're providing through there is um, throughout the years I've always been asked to do philanthropic stuff and so I've been asked to like go to events or help out with this nonprofit or this thing and that mm -hmm. thing and and I discovered quickly that um, I have a talent of being able to get things to kind of start being put into action. So this year for 2019, um, I chose to only have three um, philanthropic organizations that I'm going to fully support 100%. And so one of them is going to be the Ever Forward, um, Ever Forward Club, which is an organization that was started by my friend Ashanti Branch out of Oakland. Oh, you just um, posted... Mm -hmm. Um, an article. An article it? about it because he uh -huh. just got interviewed and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and Oakland, right? Yeah. Okay. Ashanti, um, basically, he's got the biggest heart in the world, and his team does. And he called me a couple, like a month ago, and asked if I could play some parts in 2019 for his for his organization and club. And he's starting to speak globally. Mm -hmm. And what his organization does is they have this thing called a hundred a uh, hundred thousand masks. And so he's looking to get a hundred thousand students across the world to create masks for themselves and on mm -hmm. one side of the mask it basically says all the things that they tell themselves mm -hmm. and on the other side of the mask it talks about things about like who they are and you know like like what others what they think others are right and then everybody takes that mask and they throw it in the center of the room if they're in a group or they hang the mask or they send the mask in and over the years after doing this several times at several schools and all these other places he's discovered that there's like a certain amount of words and things that people say to themselves it's all the same everybody feels the same way wow and everybody <clears throat> sees other people as the same way wow and so now he's in a whole process they made a movie a movie about it and all these oh, other really? things and so uh, that's the first organization What's the movie the movie is about um, empathy and like and connection in, in high schools and students. And he basically works with like middle school and high school students. Right. Um, and it's it's mostly male and it's showing uh, it is female though, but mostly for large male. percentage of male. Right. And they have a hundred percent graduation rate when they start working with the Ever Forward Club. Wow. A hundred percent. So these kids basically were like failing on the lower threshold of their class. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they start working with them, they mentor them. They put them through these therapy processes, they right. host events and they do all these things. And he's at a hundred percent rate, graduation rate, which is huge. So I am That's amazing. I am like ecstatic about helping out that organization. Yeah. Um, and we're they're gonna it's be so hosting some events right? and doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Uh, the second organization I'm gonna be um, helping out for the year of two thousand nineteen is the JW House. Right. Which the JW House was in, in easy terms, it's very similar, similar but totally different uh, to the like Ronald McDonald House. Mm -hmm. um, the JW House, though, currently serves Kaiser uh, in Santa Clara, which those of you that know the backstory of my association to Kaiser in Santa Clara, it's where my um, my daughter Malia spent time when she had uh, her brain surgery last year in 2017. 
we stayed at the JW house and we seen a huge opportunity for us to be able to help them in that realm. And we just totally believe in it. And my wife goes back every year and helps and serves food and stuff Wait, to them. 2017? 2017, yeah. Okay, so uh, January? Uh, March. March. March 2017. Okay. And so we're going to be supporting them. They actually sh um, are showcasing our story in their end of the year newsletter That's for 2017. So cool. Are you excited about that? Super excited. And then in 2018, um, they've asked us to um, be one of the families that gets sponsored on the website. And so We'll probably do some sort of speaking events and That's create some awesome. videos with them and do How some How do the kids feel stuff. about that? They don't know about it yet. Oh, they don't know? No. So all year long, I've been writing, I've been writing and creating Malia's story for right. her. And so I'm calling it right now Malia's story to tell. And so it's the in-depth, in-depth components of what happened that we don't tell. Like everybody that knows the story, that's seen the story, that understands what happened to Malia, they get that. But this is like the inside of what the I was going through, picture. what Jenny was going through, what the kids were, were happening, like all the way down to doctors and everything else. So we had so many scenarios and so many situations that it showed just the presence of like major energy that like exists in this world. Um, so yeah, so that's the second one. So I'm super excited about that one. And then the last one that we're supporting through Kevin Hempel is um, the Rooms of Hope. So I talked to Brooke, which is something that we supported this year, and I had asked her if she would be okay if I supported that, and she said absolutely. Um, and so the reason why I'm talking about it is because the services that we're gonna be providing for consulting and social media, some video services, audio, podcasting, and all that, I am not charging anything. The funds, none of the funds go to Kevin Hempel, like mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. None of the funds go to the Digital Legacy. Mm -hmm. All the funds actually go to the three philanthropic um, organizations. So when you go to the website at kevinemple.com, you're going to get to click on what you want for services. You're going to get to work with me and my team. However, the money doesn't go to me. You actually just directly donate it to those Jesus. three nonprofits. Awesome. So out of those three, I figured there's there's enough there's enough organizations that you could tie into. Yeah. And they're going to give funds directly there, and then they'll help. They'll use those funds to for continue to help their organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Rooms for Hope, do you know when that project starts? It's coming up here. Um, I, feel like I think it's January. Yeah, I think it's like January 13th or 14th yeah. or something like that. She just told me yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll post that on, on the Facebook page and stuff for that. What else is going on with Kevin and Poole? Um, what I is have, going on? I have some major speaking events. I got asked to speak down in SoCal in uh, uh, August. I think it's August. And apparently this event that I might be speaking at generally gets about three to 400 people at the event. That's awesome. So I'll be speaking there about social media and technology and like mindset changes in that and communication, storytelling. Um, I have a presentation that I put together for the year of 2019. So any speaking event that I get hired for, or if anybody requests me to be at, it's purely going to be the, the event of the, you know, the, the presentation of the year where it's going to be about social, telling your story, technology, and the communication mindsets of, of who we are as people. Um, my intention is that we will get um, a 10 speaking events, mm. eight of which will be locally as like a Western state thing. Yeah. And then two of them will be nationally and then one potentially globally. Nice. Yeah. Um, then I have the food tour, Livermore food tour still there. We're doing, uh, you know, one, one or two a, week, a month and hosting events in that realm. Plus uh, everything else. 
blogging, the books, the social media, yeah, the full-time job, the gym. I'm continuing the sobriety stuff. Like, that's the big thing. I'm 80-something days sober. I'm 47 pounds down. I am the I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. That's awesome. I'll probably drop another twenty five to thirty pounds. I'll probably get to like one seventy eight, one eighty. Which will be the um which will be my weight when I was in like seventh grade. Crazy. Um and I don't see me stop I don't see me stopping until I get there. Right. Like in my in my loss program. I know I'm gonna gain muscle and do all these other things, but I started yoga and I'm doing that and and I just How often are you going to yoga? Three times a week. Okay. Yeah. And you're doing Omni, Omni or are yeah. you doing yep. and one? Doing Omni. Or the other? Yesterday I went to Omni at seven with Jenny and mm-hmm. uh, her friend, and then I was there from seven to eight, and then I went to yoga from eight to nine thirty, and then I had a coffee date with um, with a friend, and, and then I had a food tour, and so yeah, it's that's wild. Some yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's I keep I keep telling Jenny, my wife, that like. Um, we created this and like the whole process and the whole business and everything that's coming out with the digital legacy stuff and and the book that's coming out and the podcasting stuff we're doing like it was all created and and we're just taking it step by step and and we've we made a decision 11 years ago when she got pregnant who was going to take the leap who which one of us was going to be the one to do this Right. And she literally looked at me and was like, I'm going to be a mom and, and be here and do my thing and you go do it. And so for those of you that are listening that like have started a business last year or a couple of years ago or just thinking about starting a business, realize like if you look at some of my stuff that's there and this isn't the standard schedule, but it generally is like this is 11 years later. So when people ask, like, how did you get to here? How did you do that? How did you figure out this? It's been 11. It's been over a decade. Yeah, that's something I need to remember with, you know, with the childcare and stuff. We haven't been open that long. No. We have not. We have a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. My mom had a daycare at her house. Yeah. We had, like, over almost 20 kids. That's crazy. I don't know. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I don't think you really get to that next level until you discover all the things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you can't discover those until you go through them. And then you start recognizing what you don't know, realizing what you should know and what you really don't care to know. Mm-hmm. And then you start finding team members that can do the things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. I think one of the major things is remembering the quick turnaround and... Um, how fast we just like had to get it done, you know? And so we were making decisions on the fly Mm -hmm. and it just had to be done and it worked. It's not like it was a, it didn't fail. It just wasn't the way we thought it would. And so now we have to go back to the drawing board, change things up. So I think that's my 2019 Major goal is Major just goal. get it cleaned up. Yeah, getting cleaned up. That's out. what happens, right? Yeah. It happens with personal. It happens in business. Like, well, I mean, this wasn't this wasn't something I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. It it came to me, right? And so, which is great. I'm not complaining at all. It's just um. You didn't go searching for it. I didn't go searching for it. So. You filled out an application for a front desk job, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> 
front desk job never got a call. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger plans wow. for you, Roxanne. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, guess, guess I'm not going to be in that room interviewing. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> would you have it any other way, though? <clears throat> no, no. Sometimes maybe it would be easier just to do front desk. Sure, we all say that. Like, yeah. But there's a reason and purpose for things, right? Yeah. I think you're amazing. Thanks. I think, I think you're, you're pretty amazing. awesome too. Yeah. I think it's really interesting the the personality that you have and and your belief system and like your your intuitiveness to question the way that you do and like and I know that you said oftentimes after these podcasts you like go back and you journal or you think about things and like you have these discoveries along the way, but I think it's pretty amazing that that you are who you are in that realm. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely an inner genius that you've started to discover. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Isn't fully recognized yet, though. No. Nope. Not yet. But I think that's the intrigueness of it all. Like, mm -hmm. people like us, like, we love everybody mm -hmm. until, like, we choose not to. Mm-hmm. But we still have a love for you as a person. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to associate ourselves with you, mm -hmm. business or personal. And I think it, it's weird to say, but and it almost sounds arrogant, and if it comes off this way, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that's the gift. But like, people that have gifts like ours, like, sometimes we feel really lonely when we're going through the process and like going through the climb. Mm -hmm. But it's because we, we, get, we get people to talk to us in ways that others don't really talk to people. Right. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like people feel like they can say certain things to us and just think that we can handle it, but that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, a lot of times they'll say stuff that we'll end up thinking about that will negatively affect us but we internally have our own power, and I'm speaking for you here, so I'm just saying it. We have our we have our own internal power and our own system to turn that right back around and go. I wonder why that was said, and how did that happen, and what yes. do you mean? And and does then that it, keep you up at night. It used to keep me up at night. Well, yes, it does keep me up at night, but not as often. Most recently, I got kept up at night by uh, something that I did. I created a bunch of stuff for for a bunch of different people, and out of the things that I created, one person called me and they just like berated me at dinner time on the speakerphone, which I, I let it happen, I was cool with it. Yeah. And she said something that like kind of, it kind of hit my ego. And she's like, nobody even knows you. <gasps> and I was like, ooh, that hurt. And then my kids and my like, wife even like looked, looked at, at me like, what? And they were like, do they even know who like, does she even know who you are? And I was like, it's okay it's okay and she's like nobody even knows you and you need to do this and you need to do that and like she wasn't so my ego got hurt for a second but then right. I discovered that night when I stayed up she wasn't talking about me she was talking about a per particular thing I had created right. and so what I did was I adjusted that creation and then I submitted it back to her and they loved it hmm. and so by her delivering that message and maybe it wasn't even her that was delivering the message maybe it was the higher power that delivered the message but I heard it in a way at first because my ego drew me to that but then I quickly took that frame of reference gave it a different perspective and then said oh 
she's not talking about me. She's actually meaning this. And so but I it's the it whole like thought in your head, right? And then you have to dissect it. Yeah. And then Hours. Go, yeah. Hours. Uh, or sometimes a day. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been a couple days. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, I see. Are you constantly thinking about it for a couple days, though? Or it's, it's just... It's like off and on. Okay. It might be like, oh, that stung. Or like... So it's not debilitating. No, no. I can't, I used to be very, um, it would hurt my feelings and I, it would be, but now I'm like, I am who I am. Mm. And if your thoughts that way, then, but I'll think about it and be like, oh, this is why, right? Mm. So. It's not you that's been put, oh, you know, so we mm. had somebody on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and this particular person has been posting a lot of things so what happens sometimes if you're still listening to the podcast here thank you so much um but what i've discovered and what we discovered is that you come on the podcast you have these conversations we say is it okay to send it we send it out everything's cool we don't think there's anything major that you said however certain people in your life have different perspective of perspectives of what you said and mm-hmm. on the podcast yeah and oftentimes we <laughs> have a different perspective and so then um when you go home or a couple days later, you start having these conversations for, with people that have listened to the podcast mm-hmm. and they start asking you these questions. So what I've discovered is I tend to watch other, the, the people that we've had on, I watch some of their social posts just to see like where they're at. Uh-huh. You know, I don't do an investigation with it, but I recognize that the podcast that we had a couple weeks back, this particular person has been posting different posts normally. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of wondering like, is something going on did that get triggered by the podcast like or are they in such a sense of discovery because they're strong posts that are just like you know what this is how I am this is where I'm at and Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times your close and personal family members and sometimes it's even your husband and wife they don't recognize what you're going through and sometimes they're the most difficult ones because you love them so much but like sometimes Sometimes you have to walk away from that process. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. It's a weird thing. It is weird. Yeah, uh, my family, they tend to think I'm too blunt, and I just, I mean, is what my sister says a lot. She's like, you're mean. You're not sensitive. I was like, well... Somebody's is she a it. sensitive flower? She is, and she's young, and she's made some adult decisions, and she doesn't like what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a mom now. <laughs> you have more responsibility, so you do need to is that not the truth? contribute to, you know, the adult decision you made. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I had a situation like that this year. Um, one of my family members was really upset at me. It's something that I posted like two years ago. Huh. And they seen it and they're devastated by it. And so I had a long conversation with them telling them that I loved them and had nothing to do with them mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. their their perspective on that creation, because it is my art, it is my creation, it is my... It is my gift to give to the world. 
and it wasn't negative it's a total positive right but right. my gift to give to the world nobody can stop me from giving that gift and it mm -hmm. serves no purpose just keeping it inside of me mm -hmm. but their their perspective was that they were negatively affected by it and so I had a long conversation with them and, and it's still something that we're dealing with and you're working on yeah. working on and, and it's a challenge but I see it as this Roxanne every person in this world is a creator not the creator but is a creator mm -hmm. every person in this world by everything they say they think they post on social in particular on social that is their art Right. Some people make really good art. Some people make really crappy art, which is why you get no likes and follows and shares and you're not inspiring anybody. You're just kind of posting because your art sucks. And we take offense. Creators take offense when people have offensive things to say or do about the art that we're creating. But it takes a lot of courage to be a creator and put your self, self okay. out there <coughs> but when you do it and people recognize it, right? Oh, it's the it's better than any drug that's ever been made. It, Are you sure about that? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I wouldn't really know. Drugging. One hundred percent. I've done some stuff, and I'll tell you what. It's more addicting than any other drug. It's like oxygen. And when you really catch on to it, you go, oh, that's when, what this is about. When you post about things, stuff, life, whatever, um, messages, what what's your um, what does that do for you? It allows me the opportunity to shine the light on the places that I see that need to be shined on. Mm -hmm. I saw your last, one of your posts, because um, you've, shared a lot of things um last couple days yeah i've been um, i've been like ramping up i'm trying to get up to like right now i'm trying to get up to about 40 to 50 posts a day and looking to really post about 100 pieces of content a day where across all my platforms okay across, not with all the like stuff home. that i do yeah, yeah. um your one with the fruit in the mold or mildew or yeah, yeah that one got shared a couple of times. It right? did, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And that wasn't my original post. So oh, I, okay. I screenshotted that. My content in my my post, that's my That's content. yours, right. But I screenshotted the content and I took the person's name out of it because that was somebody that was in my network and she had it in um, a non-shareable form. Got it. Okay. And instead of me messaging her and saying, "Hey, can <laughs> hey, I can share I this share, message?" Yeah. I screen I took her name out. I screenshotted it and said somebody in my network actually shared this. And the reason why I did that was because I don't know if it came from her, but right. it was such like a pristine message it about negativity. Really, yeah. Yeah. And I and I just could not I share it. it. Um I saw it a couple more times on social media. Or on, I think, did you do it on Instagram? Yeah, I put it on Instagram. Okay. It was a message to be shared on Instagram. And I, actually, all three. LinkedIn. I shared it on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Oh, I saw it on LinkedIn. Yeah, it was the Just rotten kidding. fruit. The rotten fruit, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It happens in nature. Why would we think it doesn't happen to humans? Yeah, For those of you that didn't cool. see the post, it was essentially a post of a rotten piece of fruit in the middle of beautiful fruit. 
and the one fruit that was right next to the rotten one was all molded and fungus and mm-hmm. the post basically said that yeah this is what happens like when you keep a fruit around another good fruit it turns that fruit bad and then I connected it and she connected it to humans and said this is the reason why you can't have negative people in your life mm-hmm. so those of you that want to achieve something and want to do something in life Take a look around at all the people that you're dealing and working with and being with and seeing with in personal and in business. Like, why would you spend, in my eyes, why would you spend one iota minute going to a job that is killing you when you're working that job to actually do stuff for your other, for your family and you're no yeah. longer gonna be around? It's a good question. Because you're scared. That's why. Well, I think there's... It's fear. So many... Well, it could be income. Could be income. Could be that. I mean, I know somebody you, you who... You can't make money again? ...does not seem happy in their position and stays and has voice that, she, you know, she's looking for a job, but the pay that she gets, she's not going to get that anywhere. Okay. Yeah. I told you guys last last podcast, I've been down to dollar bills sometimes, and you just you you find ways to build it back up. Mm-hmm. To me, that's an excuse, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like, more power to you if that's what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Fine, mm-hmm. but your negativity, you don't have to push off onto everybody else in the world. I think you know with that situation, it's like then you need to figure out a way. To change something about you if mm-hmm. you're unhappy with your job, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been there. Is I, it the job that they're unhappy about or the people or the situation? I think it's the people, the situation. Okay. Um, Are the people in the situation really that negative or is it just to add on to the process? I think it's to add on to, a, okay. to the process. Okay. So to me, we should go to the quote that they, I don't know who said it, but they basically say like, you don't have to find a job that you love, but you have to love the job that you do. So if you really have to work that job, like because your significant other is dying or they need insurance, I get it. But guess what? Figure out a way in your mindset to say, I love this job because this is what this job is doing for me. Mm-hmm. Get the people and the, the, the tasks you have to do and everything else out of the way. Mm-hmm. And don't focus on those. Focus on the fact that you're collecting a check because you have to keep your husband or wife alive. Or you're collecting a check because you're paying for your kids schooling. Right, or, right. Like or focus medical, on that. Or whatever, yeah. I think that's yeah. what my wife does. My wife focuses on the fact that she's been at her job for 20-something-odd years. Mm-hmm. She knows that we chose together the opportunity that she was going to be there and that we have our insurance through there. And, we, you know, they, they pay really well, and it's a med- you know, great medical process. But, you know, the reality is, is, like, could she be doing something else that's totally amazing? Yep. Mm-hmm. But she just can't do it until... Right. You know, until everything else <coughs> Do you think she'd want to change? Woo! Yes. She told me this morning she is on a she is on a a full challenge of retirement. Like she said to me, I am a person that is looking forward to retirement. <laughs> and she looked at me and she says, You are a person that will never retire. And I said, Does that mean that we're actually well fitted for each other 
or we're actually not fitted well for each oh, other. Oh, jeez. And she looked at me and she says, I think it actually means that we've been married for, you know, 12, 13 years. Uh-huh. We're actually fitted very well for each other. She said, because, and I said, well, would you be happy if I was like someone that could sit on a couch and like just get a job for retirement? She goes, no. I said, why not? And she goes, because you wouldn't be happy. And wouldn't that drive her bonkers? What? Me you being... being like yeah because you would be like we got we have a project we need to go <laughs> yeah it we just, need to paint a wall it wouldn't happen <laughs> she said it like and that's not me saying this is my wife going you will never retire you would like pick the littlest thing mm-hmm. just to do it i would find something that i loved in retirement and go i'm gonna do that i, I just i would I'm stop. learn how to remodel the whole kitchen. I won't stop, <laughs> Roxanne. I won't stop for everybody listening. You think I'm insane. You have no idea of how insane I actually am. And it's not going to stop. I will not stop until I die. People tend to say, like, would you, well, they ask, like, would you want to be, like, a stay-at-home mom? Well, I'm not even close to that. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Things change in like, a year. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think I could do that. You could. Oh. Stay-at-home mom. So, I tend to think that, or stay-at-home dad even, I like to call them work-from-home parents. It's a lot more work. But, but, there's, but there are the, yeah, it's totally a lot more work. There are, the, the standard and the protocol of an American society is that you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. That's the wrong verbiage to use. It's the words that are incorrect. You are actually a work-from-home parent because even if you don't have a job, you still have a job to take care of your kids. And you have to clean the house, and you have to do laundry, and you have to do all these things, and it is a lot more work. But secondary, the way that society is right now in America, one single income is not enough. No. So now that stay-at-home parent or work-from-home parent now has to have a job on the side. That's their side hustle. And they usually do the things that they're sometimes passionate about, like baking cookies or making this or being part of the PTA and you know having sing- another smaller income job. Or mm-hmm. When I first met my wife, she worked full-time at the lab. She worked at um, uh, Macy's, and then she also worked at Ross. I have a friend. She's like, you always have a hustle. And I was like, I just- Why not? always been that way yeah like I moved out I had to figure it out I think that's what puts me in a different cat like my sister she has a child now well I was 17 moved out and you know like bills and all of that sort of mindset and she's a lot younger than I am um but like my brothers and sisters I'm like how do you only have one job I don't understand like there's opportunity go DoorDash or something when did you first start working it was 15 and a half 15 and a half. Well, when did you really first me, start working? Let me yeah. go back. Okay. My aunt would let me clean houses with her. So I would clean houses with her. How old were you? Um, I'd say it was like a middle school, like 11, 12. Okay. And then 15 and a half uh, was my first job at Black Angus. Ooh. Was a hostess. I think we talked about that once. Huh. Yeah. And then what did you do after that? Worked at Hungry Hunter. 
There was nannying. There was a live-in nanny. That was not fun. Um, what else did I do? In school, I then went. I worked for um, Cal West Service. Was not very good at that job. It was an office job. Didn't work out for me. I still worked in the restaurant, worked at Club Sport. You need to be around people. Yeah, worked at Club Sport. Club Sport, I did like everything there. I did like the childcare, and then I worked the front desk when they needed me, or at the um, the spa. Um, and then I thought that, oh, well, there's a job opportunity in accounting. That did not work for me. <laughs> like in this little cubicle, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Then I started working for the school district, and mm. I nannied a lot. That works out well. You seem to be in a good space right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could always be better, of course, right? There yeah. could always be some other things, but... Yeah. I mean, I haven't known you for that more than long. 90 days. But. It's only been a couple... Like, yeah, but from the long. time that I first... Like, when I first met you, or the first podcast we uh -huh. did, like, there's so much more confidence, and I don't know if that's because, like... There's just been a couple months of growth process personally and professionally, or if you're just showing more of your, like if you're more comfortable with me that you're showing more. I think it's a whole yourself. mix. A whole mix. Do you think that, do you feel like you're more you? Or do you feel like you're, you're still on this adventure of who Roxanne is? I'm still on the adventure. But I don't know that I'll ever not be. Because I feel like, you know, we talked about off, off podcast, about like opportunity and change and that kind of thing. So that's been on my mind a lot. So I don't know that I'll, I'll find exactly, right? I mean, you're discovering things about yourself, sounds like, all the time. Yeah, I, will, I will never be done. You know, mm -hmm. now you're going to do these speaking events, you know, like there's... Oh, I've always done the speaking events. Oh, have you? Mm -hmm. Oh, see, discovery. Discovery, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've generally... We should start like a tally of like discoveries we've made. We should. Somebody would have to, you know what I'm going to do? Um, so I'm working on the process of taking all the audio and the video tracks and everything that we have together, uh -huh. which is probably about a, now we're at about 120 hours of oh, okay. content. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm... Um, transcribing it over to actually like words mm -hmm. so once I do that then I could do a word search in discovery and that way we don't have to like listen to oh, everything perfect. yeah and then I can find all the discoveries <laughs> discovery. that we've had discovery yeah okay well, well now I'm, I'm adding more <laughs> <laughs> discovery That's discovery it. discovery yeah. <laughs> stop it's gonna tell you the wrong information yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool um, we need data <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't be wrong. Listen to you. We need data. That's funny. You know, I'm learning a lot more about data, and I'm really excited about some stuff that's going to be happening at Fun Fit Kids. So mm. I've realized that data is important. <laughs> yeah, data, big data, all that stuff. It's like that's what's being run off of. And most people like look at like, oh, I didn't get a like, or I didn't get this, or I didn't get that. But guess what? If you're putting stuff on social and nobody's liking your stuff, that doesn't mean that nobody's looking at it. Yeah, that's so true. Because people are getting um, like fatigue 
That's another thing I can probably put in the. the uh, <laughs> like that's a that's a thing that I am going to put in the uh, lexicon. And I could either call it like fatigue or emotions you fatigue. You know what I have heard is people. I'll be like, how do you know about like that I did this or whatever? They're like, oh, Facebook. I'm like, but you didn't like it or you didn't. They're put getting like fatigue, right? Well, people are at work, and they don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. If people are social investigating, or you have those mutual friends, yeah. coworkers, or whatever, mm-hmm. they don't want to be seen, like being on social media. Yeah, they're at work. right. So they're hiding, and they're but they're still on it, and that's the weirdest thing to me is that like if you have <laughs> team members or employees, and you're like keeping them off of social media, that's so like two thousand and four, two thousand five. Like every company and every business that has team members should have some sort of well, platform and process that allows them to be on they're social. They're going to. Huh? They're going to. You're going to be forced into it. I mean, Either with way. the age range of people that we hire, yep. college students, and, you know, older, but mostly college students, they're going to have it. I have a question. What? Do you have in the scopes of the students that you're hiring and the people that you're hiring to also do things on social for you? Not yet. You should probably have some sort of scope that um, not posting it, we're... but actually like doing some sort of research or doing some like you have an opportunity for them to learn and you to learn from them as well. Right. And um, that's something that we talked about right now. What I think we are trying to do is focus on like two things at a time that really need attention Streamline before, it. We, yeah. <clears throat> before we before um, we even could get there there's just some like I said when we made the decision to do this all together with fun fit kids it was um quick yeah let's get this going I mean I was working nights Amanda was in the mornings you know and and we just were like okay we're we're gonna burn out so let's hire people you know and we didn't have like a process we didn't have a a manual or you know a proper training who does that i know some companies have been around for like 10 years 20 years they got no proper training they have yeah, no manuals yeah. when i start they're like so we have really no procedural booklet can you work on that and i'm oh, like i have a um an or a staff orientation book nice and then you're, so. you'll continue to build from there. Oh, totally. Yeah, there are companies that actually build those for you, and there's actually websites that could build. Yeah, I am. Um, I just sent it over to. Well, oh, a while ago, I sent it over, so I think everything's kind of getting Going looked through the at. Process. And, yeah. And um, it takes a long time. I mean, I'm I'm content with with it. I, of course, investigated different companies that are similar. Yeah. Um, and then put like our twist on it. Um, but we just need to work on a couple things at a time um, for this next like quarter, I would say, and then um, deep dive into some other ideas that the youngins can do. It's a good idea. Yeah, you've got them there. You can teach them. They can learn from you. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Roxanne, we're coming up to two hours here. What? Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. We flow stated the process. We huh? did. Let's finalize out and talk about what you and I plan to do together in 2019. 
What do we plan? I don't what know. Are we planning? That's I don't know. Um, I'm asking you. Well, I say we just continue doing what we're doing. And what is that exactly? Talking to people, questioning them, letting them find their discoveries. I love looking at them and they go, oh, you could see the wheels turning. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I didn't think about that. But now that I'm saying it out loud, that's always fun. And the connections, right? Yeah, we have to think about the, something that we wanted to do for those discoveries. Yeah, we need to... Because then when they come back, we can talk to them and, and say like, hey, there was this discovery, that discovery. Yeah. Once again, this whole podcasting thing with you is so organic that I really do... I think we actually are like finding our stride and going through the process. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. It's kind of cool because we <laughs> post stuff without editing. Like those of you that are listening right now, all this stuff is posted without any editing. Yeah. Literally, barely nothing. And you're literally seeing the basic stage of a of a mic, micro idea and a seed that got planted in one year. Yeah. And it started at the beginning of the year, but then finally teamed up and got it all together the last quarter. Which is wild how this it's really wild. whole situation happened. But <clears throat> like I was saying, you know, we were meeting people and can't know too many people right let's set a goal and do at least one podcast a week next year in 2019 okay. we would end up with 52 podcasts that's a lot so by this time it. next year we would have over 100 podcasts i mean if you think on. about it how many people have we had on in just this amount of time i think it's been like 10, 10. 12 it's a pretty yeah you know, decent amount. There were some podcasts, though, that were just you and I a couple times a week. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. To think that two people like you and I could literally go, not knowing each other, and then to go, oh, we've created over 80 hours of content in less than, like, a month. That's insane. That's insanity. That is. For and a second, I was like, how are we going to have time? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we've made it. Yeah, we've done it. <laughs> And now we've got like a calendar held out. We've got we we have like literally twelve people that are waiting to come on the podcast. We just can't get our calendars to all jive together. Yeah, yeah. That's... Right now, twelve. So we've got the first. Basically, if we did it every week, we have the first two months. So if you want to get on, you better yeah reach out. Reach out. Find us at um, Digital Legacy Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. I'm not going to do a website for this for this idea. We're just going to go with it. You can also go to kevinhempel.com. There's a podcast link on there. Um, we're on iTunes and Anchor and SoundCloud and Spotify and CastBox and all the other major, major uh, Google myself. podcasting. That's it. Let's close out shop. That right. was the end. This is the end of 2018. And we have a big 2019 coming. We've also got a couple other surprises that we didn't talk about. And probably some that I don't even know about. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking and you want to know more, definitely go to um, kevinemple.com, subscribe to that list there. You'll start getting updates on the podcast and everything else that we're doing. Um, we've, I've got a big surprise for Roxanne as well, but we're oh, going to talk about that offline. So Whoa. see you guys later. 
Happy uh, New I'm Year's. I'm myself. I don't really see that much. Mm. Uh, Happy New Year. Did we talk about the event? Nope. Ooh. All right. Next podcast.